It's a tale as old as time. He's handsome, debonair. She's pretty and sweet. They lock eyes across the room. Okay, hold on. Honey, you need to get your facts straight. Finding love today is more like... Are we supposed to get married? I'm going to just swipe I just want somebody to share my life. What does his text mean? Maybe he's just not that into me. Is this this relationship relationship going going anywhere? anywhere? You can keep waiting for the fairy tale, or you can get on board with the new rules of relationships. If you've read my advice in the LA Times, then you know this ain't your mama's love advice. This is Dates and Mates with Damona Hoffman. Welcome, lovers. It's your personal dating coach, Damona Hoffman. I am certified and also sometimes certifiable, but I am certainly excited to bring you another episode of Dates and Mates presented by Text Now, the app that gives you a free second phone number that you can use for dating and solves so many major challenges of communication today. You can keep your main number private. You can separate your personal and dating contacts. Plus, It's easy to use, and it's free. I'm really proud to collaborate with an app that empowers daters to feel safe and secure. And while we're talking about the pros and cons of connecting in the virtual world, one topic that my listeners always ask about is ghosting. After a long and emotional journey, it is with great enthusiasm that I report to you, my beloved Dates and Mates family, that some apps have seen as much as a 74% decrease in ghosting during the pandemic. That is huge. And before the pandemic, I have to tell you, that was like the number one question that I was getting. But we are still getting that question, even with the reduction And that is why I'm talking today to my friend Marnie Batista of Dating with Dignity on how you might be inviting ghosters into your life and how to stop those ghosts dead in their tracks. Dead. Do you see what I did there? (laughs) All right. But first, we have the headlines. This is a case for the FBI inside the recent uptick on romance scams and dating apps. And from the Real Housewives of New York to the wedding chapel, why you should get pumped for Bethany Frankel's engagement. Then in Dear Demona, I'll answer your questions like, is it cool to play it cool? <laughs> How to get her to commit? And new profile, new problems, like hundreds of likes and messages. How you can pick a needle out of a haystack. And now it's time to dive into this episode of Dates and Mates with The Dish. D's Dating Dish. Well, the Seattle Times has come out with a list of the most catfish states, according to FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center. The rate of romance scams, you're not going to be surprised by this. It has increased during quarantine. So, yes, my wonderful state of California was the most targeted, followed by Texas, Florida, Michigan, my home state, and New York, my sometime state. (laughs) I think maybe Seattle Times just did this because they were like, "Mm, uh, Washington wasn't here. So (laughs) no, but what I really want you to understand, because you're going to see these headlines, of course, like catfishing is up, scams are up. And because of quarantine, everyone is going to dating apps and now they're all getting scammed. But I want to tell you the reality of the situation When you really look at the raw numbers, it's not that more people are getting scammed and it's not that dating apps are 
enabling people to be scammed more. All of our online activity is allowing people to be scammed more. And people go, people who are predators go to the places where they know people are. And especially when we deal with with matters of the heart and we have expectations, it allows our radar, our filter to go down and us to fall in love with the fantasy rather than the facts. So we're going to do a deep dive later in the season on dating app safety, but let me just give you a few basic rules because I don't want you guys going on dating apps and thinking like I'm automatically going to get scammed. First, you need to make sure that you are moving to a phone call, a video chat, or an IRL date as quickly as possible. It's much easier for someone to take advantage of you when they don't have to have a certain voice or have a look that matches whatever they posted or actually meet you face to face. So at each one of those interactions, there will be a drop off of people having the ability to take advantage of you. And you're going to find a very, very small number of these cases that actually involve someone meeting face to face and maybe actually zero. What I will say, I know we have a wide range of ages among our listeners and The facts are that women over 55 tend to be targeted the most. So if you are, especially if you are a woman 55 plus, listen to these five tips from the Seattle Times to avoid being catfished. And by the way, there's plenty of other resources to find out dating app safety. Even the dating apps themselves, we scroll past it all the time, but there is a link in pretty much every dating app that tells you tips for dating app safety, like things like always meet in a public place, always tell somebody where you're going, try to get their last name if you can. Like there's there's some basic rules. But number one, never give money or personal information out. Do not give any money to any person you meet online. Okay, so if this is always how it goes, they were out of the country for some unknown reason, and then something happened and it was a catastrophe and now they just need $150 wired to them to an account under a different name (laughs) or something something fishy like that or they just need a gift card or a debit card to be mailed to them these are really clear telltale signs that this person is trying to scam you and I know you're, you might be listening to it and saying, of course, of course I would never fall for that. But what happens is this ask comes after they've studied your profile. They've written exactly what you want to say in the messages to you. They filled your head with, with a fantasy of what's going to happen when you're actually together. They've listened to you. They've supported you through challenges that you've had in your life. And this is usually happening all over the course of three, four, five weeks. Not a lot of time, but it feels very intense. So then you start to say, of course, I would give this person money because we really have a bond. You don't. Which is another tip on the Seattle Times article. It says, take things slow. If you like someone online, don't let them rush you. They're always going to be pushy. Like, when can we talk? When can I see you? I I can't wait till we can be together. And that's a sign that something may not be right. They have lots of other tips. One more I'll highlight for you, the reverse search. 
Scammers steal photos from people on social media. Actually, Jonathan Asley, who has been on the show many times, has had his photos taken a bunch of times and use people will always message him and be like, I saw this isn't you on the dating app, but it's you. They steal these photos of profiles that do very well. And then they will put a different name and different information. It's just classic catfish. So if you do a reverse search, like in Google, you can drop an image into a search and see if that image comes up associated with any other names any other information, and if you find any discrepancies, immediately block and report, do not engage. But overall, I find dating apps much safer than some of the old ways of dating. And if you look out for some of these red flags, which most of the time are really, really obvious if you're looking out for them, you can still have a safe and satisfying time dating on an app. Speaking of finding love on an app, Real Housewives of New York's Bethany Frankel found love on an app. She's getting married. Yes, friends, again, to Paul Burnin. He's 43. And she, yes, if you were counting, she is 50. So if you're going to do the math, it's about a seven-year age gap. But that's okay. We just did an episode on how it's okay for ladies to be in relationships with men who are younger Now, Paul, he is classified as a film producer slash real estate executive, which I'm just going to read as doesn't actually work and was born with a trust fund and is independently wealthy. Now, I don't know anything about this guy. I'm just assuming based on his resume, because those are two jobs that have a lot of gray area. And for someone to be doing both of them, not full time, Uh, Just makes me think that might be what uh, originally connected the two of them. Because, you know, Bethany's not trying to be with any slouch. She got divorced from her ex-husband, Jason Hoppy. Oh, gosh, it was nine years ago, I think. And then she actually had a, a boyfriend who died a couple of years ago of a suspected overdose. We'll never know the real facts on that one. But now she's found love again. They won't say which dating app. Uh, producer Leo thinks it's Raya. I'm kind of, I don't know. My money is kind of on, um, Bumble. (laughs) I'm not really sure, but she's really happy to have found love again, but she's worried about, you know, going to the newsstand to buy bridal magazines. She feels like people are going to be like, what? This old lady who's about to hit menopause is getting married. And first of all, we just need to set that aside. And you can find love at any age. And there's no shame in in buying bridal magazines, no matter what your age is, or no matter if you're getting married or not. I think bridal magazines can be a lot of fun. But these two have kept their romance very private. They actually live in different cities. And that is a vote for within the pandemic. I've been talking about how people have been more open to dating outside of their geographic area. I don't know what's going to happen when things open back up and after they get married. But he's in Boston. He has kids in Boston. She has a daughter who's in New York. Somehow they make it work, even though, you know, it's what, like four or five hours between those two places. But it's a good reminder that If you want love again, you can find it, no matter if you've been through a challenging divorce, which Bethany says is one of the most 
difficult things that she's ever been through in her life. Whether you are a busy business lady, she owns Skinny Girl Everything and is running this, you know, multi-million dollar corporation, maybe even the billions, I don't even know. But um, you can still find love even if you've suffered loss. A lot of people in this year have suffered loss and and are still processing that. And that's a huge loss to lose a partner, someone that you maybe saw a future with. And she's done it. She's done it again. So kudos to you, Bethany Frankel. And I wish you and Paul Vernon, 43-year-old businessman slash film producer slash real estate executive slash father of two, a lifetime of happiness. Do you want to get yourself online and find your businessman slash film producer slash real estate executive slash father of two on your own? Well, you'll need a dating app for that. And I have just the thing to help you out with that. I have a free profile starter kit that will get you online and help you create a profile that will magnetize those matches to you. You can get plug and play profile templates that can be adapted for any dating app, writing prompts that have led to winning profiles for my clients in the past, and a short, easy to follow video with me on how to choose the right dating profile photos. You can find that at datesandmates.com along with the show notes, of course, and the links to these dating dish stories. Stay tuned. I will be performing an exorcism on ghosting with Marty Batista of Dating with Dignity. Just kidding, you guys. <laughs> We're just going to be talking about ghosting and other ways that you can take control of your dating destiny. So stick around. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back and I'm here with Marnie Batista. She is a relationship coach and the host of the Dating Den podcast. Marnie teaches successful women how to find the perfect man without sacrificing their dignity or professional goals. You've seen her in Cosmo, HuffPost, Men's Fitness, Glamour, CBS, Dr. Phil, and on the Dates and Mates podcast. And now she is on a mission to help people avoid getting ghosted for good. Let's give big smooches to my friend. Marty Batista. I'm so happy to be back. It's so fun. For so your, fun I think this you. is your three-peat. This is your three-peat appearance. And I was looking back um, at the last time you were here. I was like, didn't we just do this over the summer? But actually, it was the summer before. So it's been a while since we've talked. And a, a lot, you know, a couple years in uh, dating, in dating time frame. That's actually quite a lot can change, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, there was just like a little pandemic and stuff that happened in the middle. <laughs> oh, oh, that. I wasn't even talking about that. But yeah, oh, yeah. totally. Stuff. So much has changed. But one thing that's been consistent, one thing that that I have loved about your advice since the beginning. And y'all, like Marnie is the real deal. She she's been doing this is, is she's everybody when I got into this business everybody's like you need to know Marnie Batista okay Aww. so let me just let's just start there oh, and the thing you. that's been consistent is that people still need connection right they still are even in the virtual world they're still driven to find love and that's something that has is the same and something that you always 
are helping people to come to dating as their best self. You know, date with dating with dignity is really uh, the foundation of everything that, that you teach. So let's just start at one of the challenges that I hear from from clients and listeners a lot is how do you date with dignity when there's so much ghosting and it feels like online you are completely expendable? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I used to say it's like going to the buffet, but we all haven't been to a buffet in so long that that probably doesn't work anymore. <laughs> um, but what I think is true is this, um, that that there is a there is a belief that that humans are dispensable right like if i don't choose this person then i don't owe them any sort of like integrity or um uh emotional uh intelligence in terms of how i handle uh, my choice that someone may or may not be a match and um and because there are so many choices. And because I think that the digital world makes it less human, I think people, I think people forget. And then you add in that most humans like avoid all conflict at any cost, which is just saying no, thank you. or saying no, never. Um, it causes a lot of, um, big giant question marks. Mm-hmm. It does cause question marks, but it's, it's, is it, is it easier to, to deflect and walk away or is it easier? Like I'll, I'll hear from people like, I'm tired of getting ghosted. I don't want to get ghosted, but then I'll realize that they have a bunch of messages they didn't respond to or people that they were ghosting themselves. Sorry guys, but it's just truth. It's so uh, literally it's so true. So here's an interesting story. So uh, one of our clients, like she very bravely let me go into her inbox and just, um, her name's Roseanne and she let me coin this term, which we called now resistance, which means that, <laughs> that you say you're looking for love. You say it's something that you really want. You're committed. And then I went into uh, Roseanne's inbox and like just the way she was answering a request to meet up was so vague and evasive. And when I looked at different interactions with different people, it was so clear to see this pattern where they would say, for example, like, Hey, you know, um, I, you know, you're, I'm really intrigued. Like, let's meet for coffee. And she'd be like, Hey, Bob. Oh, that's so great. Coffee sounds great. The weather is really lovely and blah, 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 blah. And then you'd be like, Oh, that sounds really great. I'd love to meet you. And she'd be like, Oh yeah, I'm having such a great time. And like, I, yeah, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. And how's your day going? And literally it was going on and on. And I was like, you are, you're, you're ghosting him. Like you're avoiding, you're ghosting. Why are you not just answering this question? And she didn't even realize that she was doing it. Wow. And she said, that's where we came up with resistance, right? Because she's like, I say that I want to meet them, but then I get scared and I get insecure. Or I get, con or I, I'm afraid of getting rejected or I'm afraid somebody else will come along. And then she just like keeps them all in this like ongoing loop of conversation. And I was like, you say you want one thing, but what are you resisting? <laughs> and right. So the minute she stopped doing the minute she realized it and she stopped doing it, 
she literally connected with this guy named Bob and now they've been, they've been dating for like a month. It literally took like one wake up call to be, to be aware of a pattern and to say, Oh, I say, I want someone who's emotionally available. They're asking me out and I'm literally dodging the dodging it without even realizing it. And that changes everything. So we all do it. And it's, it's so, it's so interesting how you were able to just pinpoint that exact challenge that she was having that she like that blind spot that she had and this is one of your many gifts Marnie but you could really see the thing that she couldn't see and I'm curious how like if there's any strategies that you could share on ways to become aware of patterns I that's what I'm really interested in in my coaching practice is like what is the pattern and how how have you been resisting or continually <laughs> saying you want the relationship, but actually pushing it away in your actions? That's such a great question. So one, so I'll just tell you what we, what we did with uh, Roseanne. So what I did is um, I went through and I just looked at all of her conversations with different people. And I started to see, I wanted to see a few things. First of all, like, um, are men asking her out? Cause in her, this was, what's crazy. And this is why I want all your listeners to think about in her mind and her story. She was like, nobody's asking me out because she was, she was like, blah, and I'm busy and I'm this and I'm that. And, you know, like going around. And then she like forgot that like seven messages ago, which was like, by this time, four weeks ago, the guy asked her out. And now do you think, you know, Jeff is going to like keep asking? No, because he got basically in his experience rejected, but she's still talking. So it's kind of confusing, right? So what I first had her look at is like, are you getting asked out? And uh, she, yes. Um, and then what is the communication? So she would say something like, oh, that would be fun. But then she had a pattern of where she would answer, but then she would start a conversation. So are you doing that? Are you are you answering like maybe the question, but then you're not really following through and you're just starting these conversations? Mm -hmm. um, the third pattern I think is really important to look at is do you talk about how busy you are? I see so many messages in text and inboxes of like, yeah, Jeff, I'd love to. Well, right now I'm having such a great time. And then I'm going to go like hiking the Himalayas uh, now that we can travel again. And, you know, how are you? You know, like I'm so busy. Yeah, we wear that busyness sometimes as a badge of honor, but actually it is a filler for other things. And a lot of times I'll say to folks that are really busy and believe me, I, I know you are really busy. I'm not, yeah. I'm not challenging that, but I, I think it's worth asking the question, how are you filling your time? What are you saying yes to? What are you busy doing? And if it's not the thing that you want to be busy doing, then maybe you need to start saying no to certain things and yes to other things. But nobody wants to hear about how busy you are. They want to hear about how you have space in your well, life. To totally. One of, uh, one of our colleagues, Matt Boggs, I interviewed him like ages ago. One of the things he says, so I always want to credit him with it. He said, um, does your calendar look like the life you have or the life you want? Mm. You know, and I hear so many people saying, well, when the guy is right, then I'll make time for him. And I'm like, well, how's that even going to happen? <laughs> if you're not making time for this person now by 
making time to either interact with him on a Zoom call or use the video on match.com or whatever it is, or have coffee now or whatever it is. Like, it's not, you can't just magically delicious yourself into this time where suddenly you make your love life a priority. Um, so yeah, you're totally busy. And I think if anything, the last 12 months or 15 months have taught people, you know, like, I get to choose what I want. And now that I've had some time to reflect, how am I going to go back into my life and possibly have my actions reflect the awareness that I had? You're so, so right on that. And that was something also we touched on a couple of weeks ago when we looked at the Kinsey Institute and Cosmo Esquire study. And it really showed that people have been spending this time investing in themselves and getting clarity. So now it's now it's like the time where the rubber hits the road and we have to figure out how to put those that awareness into action. I do want to talk to you, Marnie. You you brought up the the big R rejection. And I always say on the show, rejection is your protection. I'm curious how you help your clients frame rejection because I find, as you said, that fear of rejection keeps people stuck in patterns and prevents them from taking the action that they know that they need to take, whether the action is, you know, asking someone out or getting somebody to ask you out or going out or whether the action is moving the relationship to the next level or letting go of a relationship that's not serving them. That rejection, that rejection fear is really um, a roadblock to that experience you want to have. How do we get over it? Yeah. Well, so number one, I believe that you can be rejection proof. Uh, and the way that one does that is that if someone is not your match and whether they're indirect or direct about that, um, what would it look like if it wasn't personal, meaning that there is nothing wrong with you. Therefore, you may experience many people who are not your match, uh, who will be direct or indirect about that. But if you get to a place where you know that you are solid and lovable and enough, and you, you remove yourself from what we call the get mentality, which is like, how do I get her to like me? How do I get him to say yes to me? How do I get her to answer my text? How do I get him to commit, right? If you get out of get mentality and you just sort of sit in the space of like, I'm amazing, I'm enough, I'm just going to be me and I'm going to get clear on what I'm looking for and I'm going to collect data to see if people are my match and I'm going to have fun doing it. And if it doesn't work out, I'm going to say, um, so what now what? <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't have to be that it doesn't have to be complicated. So I think that the, the, the meat in there is why, why, do, why are you afraid of rejection? Is it because you don't want to feel pain? Is it because you feel that rejection is not protection? You feel rejection is evidence of your like lack of lovability worthy, like really like ask the, I call it the high quality question. Like why, why, how do you interpret or experience rejection? And, and, and in that, are you turning over all your power and control to like a rando, literally a rando person <laughs> that you may or may not have had like, you know, 29 words between 
right? And and that's really an important, like, put it in the context of reality. It's like, I'm in New York right now. It's like, imagine you were sitting at a cafe, you know, and you caught eyes with somebody while you were ordering your, you know, burrito, and maybe they smile back at you. And you really wish they would come talk to you. But then all of a sudden, they get a phone call and they walk away. Are you like, Oh, my God, like, why? Why? You know, no, <laughs> it was just an interaction of people who happen to meet in time, have a connection, and then they went their separate ways. Like, literally, that's what dating is. That is what dating is. And we, we do sometimes put so, we give our power away. We put so much emphasis on what that other person says to us. And you actually, you had uh, a fantastic episode of your podcast, uh, The Dating Den, uh, where you talked about, you know, why men disappear, how to stop being ghosted. And uh, you touch on a lot of these. Um, but you also talk about this, um, in addition to the self-worth piece, not being about him, not giving that power away, you talk about creating desire. <laughs> talk to me about creating desire. I know, desire. I just did like, if you guys are <laughs> listening and not watching, I just did the like the little eyebrow. <laughs> she created uh, desire, you guys. I, I was like, like, I was like, I desire to know what she's about to tell me because she raised her eyebrows and I, I leaned did. in and I was like, what is it, Marnie? Yeah. What is it? You create, okay, so you create desire when you have that unwavering self-confidence and self-worth. When you pivot out of get mentality, right? You just move away from like, what am I going to do to get him? Which is unconsciously evocative of neediness or um, an energy that's not attractive. When you move out of that energy and you move into, I, I like nature and I like metaphors, like a redwood tree, like a, when the wind blows, a, wed, a redwood tree at the base is just like grounded, right? It doesn't blow back or have to blow forward. And so if you are just like mm, solid, uh, then a, a, a person who is like at your level, uh, is emotionally intelligent, is available, is whatever, is going to be intrigued by that, right? Because the energy of it is um, ease, grace, fun, uh, playfulness. Now what? So what? Right? Like so yeah. what? Now what? Like let's just see if this is a thing. Um, and then and then a partner, someone will be really intrigued by that, and they will typically want to know more about you because of that. And that creates that, that desire, that energy of desire. So we're looking at, and I talk about this a lot, like there's an energy that all of you have when you're like, huh, you know, do they like me? Are they going to text me or then call me looking at my phone? I was, I was out the other night and someone had their phone like flipped over and their phone case said, stop looking at your phone. <laughs> <laughs> we can all uh, use that. I think. Right? I know. Right. So, but if you're like, you know, like, like, should I touch it? Should I not? Should I look? Should I not? Um, that energy, we want to transform that energy into the energy of like um, ease and grace. And I think people want to be with someone who will bring ease and grace into their life and make it fun and add to it. Absolutely. And you brought up, since you brought up the phone, <laughs> um, I'm not looking at my phone, but I do get a lot of questions 
on the show about texting and I talk a lot about the texting trap. So I have pretty firm rules about texting, but I want to know what your thoughts are about texting. And when I say the texting trap, um, that's really when you get stuck in that back and forth texting that doesn't blossom into, I don't know, like a real person that you actually get to meet. It's just that, that endorphin rush from getting text after text after text that inevitably turns into a different kind of feeling. Yeah, it's totally, well, it's a, it's, um, it's your, um, your proprietary version of what I was describing in Roseanne's inbox, right? So instead of it occurring on an app, it's just basically occurring in your, on your phone, right? So now it's yours. Um, there's no third party involved. Um, it's basically the same thing. And, um, I'm sure you would probably agree. I I have what I call like the rule of thumb, meaning like if it, if, if this communication requires more than like your thumb, like the text box is bigger than your thumb, like don't have that, like, (laughs) you know, and, and I say, um, you can say things like, Oh, this is such a great question. Um, I'd love to save that conversation for when I meet you or for our next date or, Right. Because you don't want to have like this idea of pseudo intimacy, right. Where all this dopamine and oxytocin is getting created. And then you're like, you know, like, Oh baby, I love you. You know, you're like, literally like your person is the phone. Um, and I'm watching, I'm like a reality show nerd. And so there's a second season of the show I'm watching called the circle. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've watched it, but basically they're creating connections hundred percent through texting. And they have like major relationships. And some of the people that are in this experiment, they're all in separate rooms or separate apartments, um, are catfishes, right? So one person is a dude who says he's a, like a, a girl. And one person is, um, you know, a, a mom. And she's really like the dad, a single dad. And they're creating all these like connections and flirting. And, and it just shows the power of the idea of who you think somebody is because of that kind of conversation. And I'm watching the split screens on my show. I'm like, if this like hot Essex girl, you know, knew that she was totally in about some flirting with somebody who's not the cute guy that she sees on the profile picture, she, she wouldn't do that. So I really, I love the texting trap. I'm getting out of it. Like, don't do it. Like save it for later, save it for in person. You also say in that episode, you talk about not wasting your time. And I think, I I really want to like codify that for our listeners, because I think sometimes folks don't know when your time is being wasted and how things should naturally evolve. Like a lot of times I'll hear from folks that they don't know how to progress the relationship. Like how long should you spend on text? How long before you have your first date? How long before the, the, the second date, third date? When should it get serious? When can I ask her to be my girlfriend? Like the pacing of a relationship. I feel that there's a lot of confusion around that right now. Can you clear that up for a little, a little bit for us and also teach us how to not waste our time with the wrong people? Yeah. So first of all, what you just described is exactly the behavior associated with get mentality. So if you're thinking I have to get this person, then you're asking these questions, which there are no rules for, right? Like, what does this mean? When do I do right? Like as if you, if you knew that, then you could get right. Like these are the tangibles that allow me to get. So I just want to invite everyone to be like, take a step back. Um, and what I will say is this, um, well, first of all, I, I, 
I'd say nothing is a waste of time because whatever happens is feedback about what you need to learn or what you could do differently. So if you're frustrated because you invested three weeks talking to somebody and then they never asked you out, like, was it a waste of time? No, because you're going to say, what am I going to do differently? So I don't do that again. So that was like the best three weeks I ever could have spent because I learned a lesson. So that being said, um, I believe that you want to get to real-time meeting as soon as possible. And the way that we teach it is, and I've talked about this on a gazillion podcast episodes myself on the dating net, is this, hey, would you like to, um, how's your week going? Would you like to meet for a drink? Would you like to meet for coffee? Or would you like to connect on the video app or whatever? Like you ask a question that has an answer. Then the person will say yes, or they will probably not say no. They will probably just not respond. And then you can say, um, that's great. I'm free this time and that time. What works for you? And this is where Roseanne was like going awry, right? Because the guy was like, yeah, I would love to. How about next week? And then she was like going off into another tangent, right? So then you just, you make the plan. So when somebody off ramps that into like chitty chat conversation, my best advice is to either get on the phone or get on video, or if you don't mind investing the time to go meet someone for a quick, whatever, walk, coffee, get there. Do not take time to get to know somebody electronically because, and I know this happened to me when I was dating, I flew from Los Angeles to California, to, uh, to New York once actually because I was having a phone thing with a guy. And I got there and I was like, oh my God. I mean, I have a million stories of me making this mistake. So it comes from hard, hard lessons. Um, so, because that way then you know if it's a match, you can get a good feel for it. If you have that phone call or that video chat and you realize actually I don't wanna meet for coffee, you can just say, I'm so glad we spent this time, you know, this 20 minutes. I just like love that, you know, we had a time to connect and like, you know, I think we're actually not a match, but thank you so much. I wish you the best of time in your, in your search. Um, it's called setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. I know, uh, that's something that I need to work on. And I know that's something that a lot of folks need to work on, but I just, I really want to drive home a point that you just made when you said that you you should not spend time trying to get to know someone over text or like in the virtual world or like the, your your uh, hard hard one lesson on <laughs> the phone relationship that is so common people will tell me like well i don't want to move offline yet because i'm i'm trying to like get to know them and then the follow up to that marnie is what do you need to know before you decide to move offline or move to whatever phase is reasonably safe where you are based on whatever pandemic might be happening at that time. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's the question and that's, and that's what, what came up and we'll just keep going back to the Roseanne thing, right? Like what, what was keeping her from just setting the date, right. And making the plan. And for some people it's, um, I'm actually scared. I like this person. What if this person isn't what I think they are? Um, I actually just say that I want to have a relationship, but this is what I actually am comfortable with right now. 
I would love for every listener to like write down what is it that allows me to feel comfortable to go to the next level. And if you can't answer that, choose why. Is it because there's an extenuating circumstance that's happening right now and it's got a time limit on it? Is it a technical or logistical problem? Like you don't know what makes you feel safe? Is it giving your, is it having a Google number? Is it that you don't want this person to know where you live? Is it that you're not sure if you should go meet them halfway or they should come to like figure that out? Or is it a psychological block, right? Like I'm afraid. Um, I really like this person. I don't know if this person is cute enough for me. I don't know if this person is educated enough for me. This person didn't use proper punctuation in their communication. And so maybe they're not as educated as I think I need them to be. I mean, we've heard it all, right? right like literally. Right. Um, and so, so be, so be a detective, be like, oh, this is my pattern. So which of these reasons is behind my lack of comfort? And then what am I going to do to solve it? And if you do these things, then none of your experiences are a waste of time because you're using the data to just collect information to make an adjustment and then move forward. I agree with you on that. Is there a certain base level of information? Like, um, like I've, I've been asked, should you, if you know that I'm just, I'm going to give you like a far out scenario, Okay. but I've, but one that I've heard, like, Let's say I have a client who knows that she does not want to have children. Like, yep. no way, no how. Does she need to put that first in the screening process? Does she need to say that in a text or on the phone before she meets that person face-to-face? -face? Or is that more of a, like, those kind of things can be figured out when you're sitting across from somebody? If you know 100 million percent without a doubt that you don't want children in your profile, if you're talking about online, it should say something because we've both chosen not to have children because we both love the lifestyle that we have knowing that we get to spend time with our nieces and nephews, but no children of our own. Like it should be crystal clear. OK, last question of things that I that often heard things on the dates and mates podcast. When do I state that I'm looking for a relationship slash maybe marriage slash domestic partnership? Well, I think it should again, be really clear in the life that you paint in your profile. And then if it's not made crystal clear by the second date, at least meaning first or second, I'm in a place in my life where I'm so excited to think about finally getting married. I'm in a place in my life where, you know, I've been married twice and retirement is soon. And I'm just really excited to find my person to not necessarily marry, but like commit to and, and share old days with like, put it, just be direct. And I'm just going to bring this all back to where we began talking about why men disappear, why people ghost. You put it out there in your profile or in date one and he re rejects you. Like that's, that's what I hear all the time. Like, I'm, I'm afraid, like, should I really, I don't want to come on too strong. I don't want to say right away. I'm looking for a relationship that might, that might scare people off. Marnie Batista, and your answer. Uh, you should actually say, can I gas you up to draw so that you can 
be scared off more quickly and efficiently? Like, let me help you with that. Like, are, do you have a full tank so you can get way the hell out of Dodge? Um, so, like, if a guy doesn't want what you want, then it's great that he's, quote, unquote, rejected you. He's just self-selected out. Like, that's awesome. For that, for every guy like that, I promise you there's five at least that are looking for the same thing you're looking for, especially now. Good. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page there, Marnie, because okay, good. <laughs> I, I say that, I mean, I knew it. I, I kind of knew what you were going to say because I, I know your work very well. And I know that we, we are cut from the same cloth and this yes. is what I'm saying every week. So e- y'all, everything Marnie is saying, you need more of it. Let me tell you. <laughs> and you have a program, you have a program coming up. Ignite your life. Tell me. I'm so excited. So I, this is like uh, this morning in my meditation, I was literally sitting there thinking of all of the heartache and heartbreak and all these questions that our listeners ask, which are about the get mentality, right? They're about um, what do I do to get him to do this? And what does it mean when he or she or they do this? They are questions that come from a place of, um, fear and a place of lack in self-love and self-worth. And above all, you will never be able to answer those questions. Um, There is no answer. And while we both love that you listen to our shows desperately trying to find them, (laughs) um, there there is no one answer. And so what we really do is we teach you during these three days to get to the deeper thing about what it is that's actually in your way of having a healthy relationship. So we spend one day revealing what's under the unconscious. I always say like, pull out the refrigerator from behind the wall, look at the gross shit, like deal with it. Then we release it. So we sweep it, clean it. We remodel your kitchen. Um, And then on day three, it's rejuvenate, meaning imagine what it's like when you picked out your brand new kitchen and you walk in and you have all the right accessories and a pot filler and instant hot boiling water and you've got everything the way you want. So your life is beyond what you could have imagined. And we set you up for that on day three. And it's um, it's the dating star wash. Right. You go in zero, come out a hero. <laughs> <laughs> and you cook up some love in that new kitchen. Exactly. I love it. Oh, my gosh. And I saw the video. I'll put the link in the show notes. But I saw the video of the last time you did this virtual program. And uh, first of all, I just felt like I was there with you, like from watching the video. So I can only imagine as a participant in that program, like the access that people get to you and just the experience that you take everyone through. It's so emotional. It's so transformational. And I really encourage everybody to take advantage. It's for the ladies guys, but, um, all the gals listening, I do encourage you to take advantage of, uh, the opportunity to work with Marnie here. So we'll put the link in the show notes to ignite your life. Thank you so much for being here, Marnie. It's always a pleasure having you. I love you. Enjoy New York. Thank you. You can sign up for Marnie's free webinar for women called Why Men Disappear. Is it something I did? And how to stop getting ghosted for good at DemonaHoffman.com slash ghost. (laughs) She goes more in depth on the topics we talked about, like the exact things you do and say that make men disappear. Red flags that you're dating a ghoster and how to attract higher quality men. How to cope when you do get ghosted and stop doubting yourself in dating. And most importantly, how to build back your trust in men. 
so you don't come across as jaded or bitter. It's a fantastic webinar. And man, if you can take this webinar, if you can get in her Ignite Your Life, you'll be doing yourself a huge favor. Again, you can find that registration at demonahoffman.com slash ghost or check the link in the show notes. I will be right back to answer your questions. And dear Demona, we're talking about how to reignite the passion with a match that might have gone cold and how to write a dating profile that will get you to inbox zero. What? Is that the goal? I'll tell you in a minute. Welcome back, my lovers. Before we get into questions, I just wanted to remind you that you have an open invitation to my Patreon Friends with Benefits group. I know you were thinking, you were like, what? I have an invitation? I just got vaccinated? I'm ready to go places? You can come right to my Facebook page and hang out with me every Thursday where I do a behind-the-mic weekly live stream and answer your questions in a private forum. We also have a brand-new feed of library episodes, episodes that are no longer available on your Apple Podcasts, your Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you're listening. These are juicy, juicy episodes that you can only get by becoming a Patreon friend with benefits. You can sign up for just five bucks a month at patreon.com slash datesandmates. All right, now it's time for me to tackle your questions in our next segment. Dear Demona. Demona, help me. This first question comes to us from a guy we'll call B. He says, hey, Demona, I love the advice on the podcast. Hey, B, love you too. So I've been talking to this girl for five weeks. I know, still early, he puts in parentheses. And we're going to go on our third date. We really seem to click. Lots of conversation and common interest. Our dates are good and natural. Going three hours with good conversation. She was the one who even dove in for our first kiss. But texts can be hot and cold at times when they used to be hot. I also saw she was still using the app. Also, I had been the one primarily reaching out to start the conversations. I just kind of took the initiative since I did see she would respond right away and would carry the conversation. We lately talk once or twice a day when it used to be a lot more. Trying to not over pursue and match what she's given me. I recently started complimenting her more, figuring she would like it, but now I'm thinking she views it as too interested, paired with me being the one who reaches out first. So I'm taking a step-back approach and waiting for her to do some initiating. Does this sound like a good approach? Well... Be. It's one approach you could take, but it's I'm hearing a lot of extremes. It's either all or nothing. It's either all in, like I'm initiating everything, or it's like she's initiating everything. And it seems like the gray area of this dance of love that we do is where things are getting confusing for you. So first, just acknowledge that this is this is a conversation. It's not a literal conversation. It's just a it's a ebb and flow of a new relationship and finding your baseline. Now, there are a couple things, B, that I will say concerned me. When you said you talk lately once or twice a day, when it used to be a lot more, how much more was it really? Because we're talking five weeks in. That seems to be a little bit fast. And you know I'm always talking about slow love. And when you're talking once or twice a day that early into the to the connection, it doesn't leave a lot of room for the mystery and the connection and the heart to grow fonder. 
And so the, my first tip would be actually to pump the brakes a little bit on that regular conversation because if you're in contact that much throughout the day, it's not allowing her to miss you. It's not allowing her to start to wonder what you're up to or to anticipate those interactions when you actually can be together. Now, I'm not saying play games. I'm just saying it's a lot of communication to have. Like, I'm even thinking with my husband, with whom I live, I'm like, do we talk like twice a day? I'm not even really sure. I mean, we certainly talk when we're in person, but like in between, I don't know if you're talking about texting or on the phone, but it feels like a lot to me. So I would tamper that down a little bit. The other thing I would say is to be clear about what you want. And this is a really hard thing for a lot of folks to grasp, but it's the key to unlocking so much more satisfaction in our relationships. If you just state how you're feeling and where you're at without expectation or without the goal of shifting that person to align with your point of view. So let me let me explain. If you just said, what would happen if you just said to her, I'm really enjoying getting to know you. And if you want to move things along to the next step, instead of pulling back, which to me sounds like, like, again, this all or nothing, hard to read situation. If you just said, I'm really enjoying getting to know you. And I actually don't want to be talking to anyone else. You mentioned that you saw her back on the app. How'd you see her back on the app if you weren't on the app yourself? Huh? Huh? So go ahead and give the app a break. Go ahead and pause your account. Do what you need to do. You don't have to like completely delete it. Take it off your phone. Put it put it on a snooze and tell her you just want to focus on getting to know her. And then pause. See what she has to say about it. Read the room and test it out. If she's like, oh, that sounds like a good idea, then you can escalate further. And if you want exclusivity or you want to ask her to reach out to you more and initiate contact, that's when you can say, sometimes I'm not sure how to read you. And don't say it like in an accusatory way. Say it as an invitation. Everything in this first phase of dating is an invitation. You know, I don't know how to read you, flirty smirk. I don't know how to read you. And if I heard from you more, then I would know that you're into me too. What, B? Could you do that? Could you say that? Then she would really get the sense like, oh, this guy is into me and I'm going to need to step up if I want things to go somewhere. And here's the thing. If you go all in like that, B, and she pushes away and she's like, this is too much. This guy's coming on too strong. You know, it's like five weeks. I'd say, you know, do this around the two month mark. But if she pushes back, then, you know, I have been spending a lot of time thinking about her and putting her on this pedestal and imagining our future together. And maybe that's not where this relationship is right now. But isn't it better to know? Isn't it better to have that clarity than to continue to invest energy and find that she's out here talking to other dudes or going back on the app, finding new matches? Because you don't want that. You want you want a real match. You want a real partner. And the only way you can get that is by being brave and saying what you want. 
And and that's the end of that one. <laughs> we have another question from uh, someone called H. She says, hey, girl, hey. I've been listening to your podcast for the last seven months or so, and I finally set myself up on two apps this weekend. Girl, what took you seven months? Okay, I'm going to go on. Do you have any advice for how to handle getting inundated with responses? One of the apps I downloaded was OkCupid, whoop, whoop, and I literally have 1,000 plus likes and 200 messages, and it's been like 48 hours. I'm assuming this is happening because I'm fresh meat. (laughs) But I'm so overwhelmed. Should I ditch all matches under a certain percentage or try to get this more manageable? Okay, H, let me tell you, first of all, let's put the percentage aside. I, I've I've said this on the show before. I'm not saying this as an okay Cupid insider. I'm saying this just as a person who has coached people on dating apps for 15 years. Don't pay attention to their percentages. You're the one doing the picking. That information is just there really to help you with sorting and filtering, but don't pay attention to that. What you should do, however, is tighten up a lot of your filters. It sounds like, first of all, kudos to you getting a thousand likes and 200 messages. That is major. Um, Sounds like you're doing a lot of things right, but you're doing a little too much right. And you're being a little too open to love, I think. So I want you to really sit down and hone in on the most important qualities that you want in your partner and like your ideal scenario, because you can afford to be a little bit choosy here. Like most of the time I'm trying to tell people how to get more likes and more messages, but you're doing fine with that. So now we need to take a different strategy. We need to filter more more effectively in that early phase so that you don't get 200 messages in your inbox. So we need more clarity in your profile. I'm going to guess, having not seen your profile, that it's pretty open-ended. I'm going to guess also, H, that you're a pretty attractive woman, probably under 30. So uh, you need to be really clear in your profile without risking turning off people that aren't going to be right for you. Be specific. Tell them about the nerdy things that you're into. Tell them about your sense of humor and, you know, set up a couple hoops for them to jump through in making you laugh or um, being as adventurous as you are in travel or whatever it is that you that you like. Be really specific. The next thing I would do is tighten up those filters. So if you are searching like, I don't know, I usually say like you could go like five to 10 years on either direction, depending on your age. But I, I would just tighten up the, the age parameters, maybe to like three years on either side. The thing to understand is that still you'll get like fuzzy matching, I call it. I don't think that's the official word that OkCupid would use. But on any dating app, you've probably noticed this, y'all. You'll do a search and you're like, I my filters are set for well, you'll do a search on certain apps or like you'll just be going through your stacks on OkCupid or you'll go be swiping on Bumble and you'll see this person that is a few years older than your top age parameter. That's because they are trying to fill you with matches, with options, and they might not have enough people that fit the exact parameters. So you have the opposite problem. So we have to tighten that up because you're still going to get people, you know, a few years above and below that number. I would tighten up also your location range. It sounds like you might be open to dating anybody anywhere and you can filter it in so you only get matches from people that fit um, that 
fit your exact criteria. And then here's the really, really key part, H. You are the one doing the picking. So don't just go through the messages that you get in your inbox. I would rather you go through your stacks and you start doing your own searching and seeing who you connect with, because that's going to further program the algorithm to show you more appropriate matches. If you are just waiting for the computer to match you with somebody, they're just like, well, any of these could be fine if you have wide parameters set. And so all those people come flooding into your DMs. I would, when you have time, you know, just kind of batch it. Like I'm going to go through like 10 messages today. Don't get overwhelmed, but just see if you can get through some of them and then just pick off any that you are not going to respond to or any that are just like, hey, in their messages, just delete, 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 or unmatch or wherever you are in that process. Then any that took the time to actually write a message to you and read your profile and engage on a more meaningful level to whom you are also attracted, attracted definitely engage with them because when you engage on the app, when you actually send a message back, that tells the app more information about who you're into. So engagement is really key to also keeping you boosted in the algorithm. I know there's so many people listening right now that are like, what? I wish I could get 200 messages in my inbox. And just remember, y'all, it's, it's quality over quantity. So now we see that even with more messages, H has the same problem. It all comes down to the screening. It's sourcing first, then screening. Then we can get to more the more offline skills and the, the softer skill building that is important in actually moving into a relationship. So I hope that's helpful for you. Just take your time. Don't worry. It, even though they all came in in 48 hours, you have all the time you need. It's not like Bumble. There isn't like a time clock, but take the time that you need to sort through and look for your perfect matches. We have made it to the end of episode 360 of Dates and Mates. Don't forget Marnie's webinar on why men disappear and how to avoid the ghosters. Register at DemonaHoffman.com slash ghost. I'll put the link in the show notes and episode recap at DatesandMates.com. I'm at Demona Hoffman on the socials. Y'all have been sending me such fabulous and juicy questions, and I can't wait to see what's on your mind. Yes, I'm talking to you. Send me a DM. Send me a voice memo on any platform, and your question could end up on a future episode of this show. I'll be back again next week with Connell Barrett. We talked about dating for women this week. Next week, we have one of the top dating coaches for men. He has a new book coming out called Dating Sucks, but you don't. The Modern Guy's Guide to Total Confidence, Romantic Connection, and Finding the Perfect Partner. It's a great episode for all genders. I'll see you then. Until next week, I wish you happy dating.